left my dad's coat at a show The sound man found it, don't you know It took a while for me to get it back But we stayed in touch and made each other laugh And then we found a date that fit To meet up We recorded it In a hotel That's how the blue coat diaries started Welcome to the Blue Coat Diaries podcast season two slash prototype episode one episode. Yes. I mean, it rolls off the tongue nicely, that doesn't it? I actually had to remember what the podcast was called there. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> while I was reading it off the screen. <laughs> the BPD Diaries, maybe? I don't know. Uh, I say prototype, don't I, Mark, because we've got a new system. Just sum it up in a nutshell. Tell the listeners what's going on. We're in a virtual studio. I mean, we were in one before, but it is one that I've made out of wood and string and various other products. Um, And it made editing it and putting it together really, really laborious. Um, So we've got this new thing. We don't know if it's going to work yet. We've just paid £7.50 each to figure this out. (laughs) Well, I, technically, I've paid 14 quid, whatever, and, and Johnny's he says he's going to pay me back. Yeah, I owe you some money. It's called Riverside, and it makes me think of that really happy, clappy song. Do you remember that song? I think we used to do it at school at one point. We sang it in a music lesson or something. It's like... Down by the riverside. I mean... Down by the riverside. Did you ever sing that? Oh, we could get a copyright strike for that. Um, I, I mean, I, I erase most memories like that, I think, from, from you know, my childhood. I just think that's all gone now. Yeah. And I also grew up in, that's... like, really dark Catholic schools in the west of Ireland where it was just far more dour and miserable than that. You Hence... weren't singing about the riverside? No, no. Just, just like, you know, you know, religious, depressing stuff, you know, how it is over well, there. Well, it didn't take long for us to... Listen to that bit back. It's literally me going, Hey, remember this fun song from school days? And it turned into you going, And then Catholic things and terrible yeah. stuff at school. And it's like that. Welcome back, everyone. If yeah, you've never listened to this podcast before, my name is Johnny Awesome. I'm a comedian. And I left my coat at a gig. And Mark found the coat because he was doing the sound there. And he got in touch with me and we became friends and we've made a podcast. What have we missed, Mark? We made 10. We, we made 10 podcasts. We did. In a row. Um, I was calling it podcast as in, like, we have a podcast. The not like, yeah. Yeah, not like one podcast, but I get you, I get you. Yeah, yeah. I, I still look back and I think, did we really just make 10 episodes of a thing on a random whim? And we ended up with, like, guests like footballers and and comedians and and frank turner and it, it and i made a robot yeah last season we really put our backs into it and we got it going and we appreciate everyone that listened and sent things in and supported and now moving forward we really want to try and build on what we did last season but we've decided to try this new approach where we don't edit it so much and it's a bit more 
you know, like yeah. just live is that we get together and we do our chat and that's what you guys hear. So we're going to try not to ramble too much, aren't we? What we're going to try and do, we're going to keep it organic. And I think what we need to try and do is um, we got to do this. Like we're, we're actually radio hosts or we're TV presenters and we, we're just trying to one shot this. Just just boom and, and knock it out. That's exactly just, it. And we're going straight in with that approach now with me telling you where I've been gigging and I want to know what you've been doing. I've just come back from Glastonbury. If I look a bit tired or a bit yeah, suntanned. Just, just casually drop that in there. Just casually drop in the, drop the G-bomb. Well, I have. Yeah. That's It says on my bit of paper, tell yeah. Mark about where you've been gigging. I've literally just come back from Glastonbury. Yeah. We went last Wednesday. We were there eight o'clock in the morning when the gate opened. We were there. Uh-huh. We left our house in the middle of the night. We were so excited. When I say we, I mean me and my wife. Me and Mrs. Orson yeah. went to Glastonbury. We got back on Monday night. And let me tell you what. It was a corker this year. The weather uh-huh. came out. The sun it, was out. It and was, And yeah. we saw some incredible acts. Did you watch any of it on TV? You weren't there, Mark, were you? Ignoring I wasn't me. there. I wasn't there this year. Um, yeah. I mean, I do enjoy festivals, but I will be... Completely honest with you, I like little festivals rather than big ones. I think well, we saw each other. We saw each other at a lovely little festival, didn't we? Called Bearded yeah. Theory. It's that got a mediumy one bearded, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, it's not tiny, tiny, but that yeah. was nice. That one, we it had a was. good time. We had you, a catch were on, up. you were on the sound for me. I was. It was. It was full circle. It was complete donut. It was total full circle, but it also felt really funny to me. It was really making me laugh that I was on stage doing my job. And then another aspect of work, which is like the podcast, if you can call it work, but was just had come into it. It was so funny to look around and see you doing the sound. It almost felt like we were dossing around and we'd been like allowed to go on stage and do something. And I was <laughs> doing it and you were on the sound. It was. Uh, I felt... I felt... <laughs> It had that vibe of like the middle-aged dads forming a, a a tribute band and playing in a local pub, kind of. It did. Had that, but almost no reason because that's not what it was. But you know, it, it was it was it, the boys were back in town, wasn't it? It was good. It was the boys were back in town. What I liked about it was it was a great crowd. I had a really nice time up there, but also it sounded so good, Mark. Oh, it man. sounded so good. Uh. You, don't you, know you, why you're blowing vapors up me up me wazoo there aren't you and the other thing i want to say about that festival i was going to talk about glastonbury but we'll stay on this because it's funny because you were there was when i got there it was the sunday right i came i turned up on yeah. the sunday and you'd been there from the start and let me try and describe to the listeners what you look like when i arrived first of all i'd say you look like a man who had been on a desert island for a I while. Look like and that the, anyway, but yeah. No, no, but much more so on this occasion. And like the boat had finally come and you were like, oh, I'm saved. You almost like sort of staggered to me and hugged me as in, yeah. I'm saved. Uh-huh. And the second thing was, you said something to me like, I've had very little sleep or something like that. <laughs> well, I had, because I mean, it was apps, it was very hot there. Uh, it was. That bearded weird theory weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was also about two degrees centigrade at night in in the tent. So the temperature was just what it was so insanely different. Um, and I was woken up by the honey wagon at like seven o'clock in the morning every morning. What's that? Honey wagon. 
Um, it's the affectionate term for the big tanker that comes round and empties all of the poo out of the plastic uh, toilets. Oh, I've were... never heard that before. Is that what yeah, it's, that it, that's the honey it? wagon. It, 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 that's the, the name for it in the biz. Uh, is and the what noise wagon. are you hearing? Just it coming along, or are you hearing <laughs> it sound, actually doing something? The sound something? of thousands of gallons of feces being yeah. sucked into a massive tank. Also, the odor was... of it, the sweet, sickly odor, which uh, hence honey wagon. So, but the, the, what we weren't made aware of when I initially agreed to do that festival was the fact that until three o'clock in the morning every night, there would be somebody, people doing karaoke on my stage. So you normally you think, oh, I've got I've got stuff until X time per day, and then it's done. And it's, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, um, you've got someone doing karaoke. So I'm up from 7 in the morning until 3 in the morning. And the last bit Rinse, repeat. Hence why I was a bit worse for wear. What sort of songs <laughs> were people choosing at the theory to sing? Um, you name it, really. It, it, was, it was an unusual... Thankfully, the lads who were running it were nice. They were nice lads. They listened to instruction well, and um, I gave them a training session on that on that desk. And they had their bit their own kit as well, so I could pretty much walk away and just come back every sort of forty five minutes to make sure nothing was on fire. So Delegation. That, that's how I dealt with that. Delegation. Yeah. You know De- what? That, I I think that should be this season's first question. I want to know. Not what you've delegated, although you can send that if what you want. I, what have you delegated? That's what I was going to say, but it just it sounded like I was. Uh, no, I think the first question should be, what is your karaoke song? What is the song that you oh. would sing? Have you got a karaoke song yourself, Mark? Because I want the listeners to send Mate. theirs in. Well, I, you will not be, I, I don't really like singing in front of people, or do I? I've got a weird relationship with it. I've not done it for a very, very long time. But years ago, I used to run an open mic night. And I used to always run it with a co-host or something. And then various times in my life, I, I ran it alone. And singing, I'm a guitarist. I'm not singing. It's not really my forte. But I always used to sing, like, loads of miserable songs. Like, or some that were kind of not as miserable, but I had dark connotations, like stuff by Eels, you know, Bright, bright Eyes, you know, just, like, just stuff that's miserable and dour. I don't really know why. And then I'd have, like, silly stuff, like, you know, Fire, water, burn by the Bloodhound Gang or something in there. Or just... You should have done that at the festival and cleared the tent out. Then you could have gone to sleep. What? Just yeah, yeah. You should have I'm got sure up and them like the most back catalogue. Yeah. Downer. You yeah. Know what I mean, listen. You, if you'd heard some of the shit that was coming out of these people's mouths, and if that didn't clear the fucking tent, nothing would. Nothing would, mate. I, there, there's no way. There's no. I couldn't have done it. You would That's have needed something karaoke, genuinely, though. you know. It's kind of always entertaining in a way because if someone gets up and they're good, people sort of go, "Oh, you know, she's good or he's good." Yeah. Uh, it's not. Or if they're or if they're terrible, it's kind of you know, it's probably even better, isn't it? It's like, whoa, wait for this big note that's coming up. Here yeah. comes the big note on living on a prayer. Whit- he's not got that. He's not made that. Whitney Houston was a brave choice, you know. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing in the gap that we had on the podcast, as Mm. you know, because we chatted about it away from the pod. Me and my wife had a party, right? We had a 10-year wedding anniversary party. One of the things that we did was we had a band and Marcus Mm. played drums in the band. It was brilliant. Uh I.e. Marcus, who lives in the van, season one. Anyway, I asked people who were coming, do you want to sing a song? It wasn't karaoke. It was more like rocky-yoki. But 
if you want to sing a song, let me know and I'll get the band to learn it or whatever. Uh-huh. The songs that people were choosing as their first choice and sending over to me was so ridiculously difficult. And I was having to go back a lot and say, are you sure that you can sing like Tina Turner or whatever? You know, like, are you sure that you want to do a Celine Dion number? Because it's one thing to sing along with a track at home and think, oh, I love this song. I think I'll do this one. But it's another thing if someone hands you the mic, there's no other track. Yeah, There's the band play and you are the vocal. So I did a lot of, I did a lot of talking down on the tracks, you know, just, just people just getting things down. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, but it was very good. One of my friends did sing I'm yours by Jason Mraz and he's actually a good singer and he, he did Uh smash it. So he got it right. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Festival season is upon us. Go on, go on. You dropped the G bomb. Tell me, tell me how was Glastonbury? I saw the pictures looked great. Well, I'll try and think of a few juicy things to tell you. Looked like loads of people were there, man. Looked like it looked like a little mini arena gig, didn't it? Or yeah. was that a flattering angle? Elton John had the biggest crowd, I think. Bigger than yours? I, I would have thought so, yeah. Oh, were you talking about my bit there? Yeah. I'm talking about oh, you yeah, I did going right. on stage. It yeah, I like did a right. arena. It looked like a really big tent that you were playing. Oh, was... sorry. I thought you were telling me about sort of my Glastonbury experience. In terms of performing, yeah, it was really good. I had more people than last year, so I was really happy about that. But I won't flatter myself. I'd say I was in a really good spot on the bill both times I played. I did the Friday and the Sunday, and both times it had kind of big names before me and after me cool. and then me in the middle which means you, you've got a load of people in the tent for the act before you are and then you've got a load of people coming in the tent so i'm i'm very self-aware mark and I, you know what mark i'll take okay that okay being the shit sandwich on brioche i <laughs> will be no i'm the best bit in the sandwich what are you talking about I'm the, it, if you've got a sandwich the bit in the middle Just is the best bit for that. <laughs> it's the best bit anyway it was fun yeah i had a really nice time lots of people mm. came out and We'll get there one day. I, I do. I do think one day we'll we'll do a blue coat diaries from Glastonbury. It will happen from Glastonbury. I thought you were alive yeah. on stage at Glastonbury. I think that's that is shooting for the stars from where we're at, man. <laughs> no, I think we can get there. Let's make that the aim. Let's make that the Let's aim. Let's do it. You are Let's build it. Overwhelmingly positive and wholesome, Johnny. What about you? Tell me, other than beard of theory, tell me, have you been doing sound anywhere else? What's going on? I mean, I've been, been doing, doing bits and bobs. I've been doing some teching, some drama. I, I had a nightmare gig. Where... Oh, I definitely want to hear about it. Everyone wants to hear about that. Well, I wasn't doing sound. I was well, I was doing a bit of monitors, but it was for a band that... I'd, for a client that I worked for before, looking after a band I worked for, basically carting around some PA. Uh, in, so I drove the van, and it was in York. Okay. And on York, it turned out it was Pride Day in York. Busy. Yeah, and it was also a big football match day in York. And it was also a scorching hot day in York, which is always busy. So it was at this um, nice theatre in York, and it's um, unloaded the stuff, went to park the van, like all the car park. I literally got in the last space in the car park, played the car park. Got back and then we set stuff up and and then there's a problem with the PA. I'm building this line array things, you know, the dangly boxes that we're doing all that. Turns out one of the boxes isn't working, so we have to derig the entire thing and then put it back up and have to send a message to the chap and say, Look, one of your drivers isn't working in your 
speaker box. So go through that. So I had to de-rig the whole thing, put another one in, yeah. re-rig the whole thing. Anyway, we get through. The show's fine. Everything's fine. Everything worked fine. There's no problems there. Until I get back, they've put a ticket on the van. It's oh, not part of the you love a ticket. Sp- You're always getting tickets. Dude, uh, where, when, when have I got a ticket? Oh, I'm some not- sort of car park thing happened in series well, one. I'm sure it did. I don't know if I told you about this when I saw you or whether it happened after it. Anyway, I'm there. And it's basically, um, basically, I wasn't parked within the lines because it's a long wheelbase van. So I was oh, parked between them, really but it was mean. too long. But then there's a coach park that did have some spaces next door, but it said coaches and trucks only. And you know, you just know, the guy who put the ticket on that van... He said, you're not a coach or a truck. Exactly. There was no, there was no. Yeah. So we get everything back into the van. Like after the show, I've, I've got a ticket. I've got to then tell the guy who did the gig for that he's got a ticket on his van as well. And then, It wasn't Hawkwind, was it, Mark? It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was the same guy. Say, it was the same guy I was working for, though. <laughs> so I'm driving back down the M1 in the middle of the night. I'm getting just outside Sheffieldy Way. And, um, which is where I was taking the van back to. And I'm getting down there, and it's like, all of a sudden, it's like 60 mile an hour. And I'm looking around. There's like literally zero cars, zero road work, zero anything. So I'm like, okay. And it's like congestion warning on the overhead thing. Like, what's going on there? I'm driving along. I'm thinking, okay, I'm driving on 60 mile an hour. And the next one, I thought, I'll look up. I'll go under the next sort of smart sign. And it's like, I was like, did that say 50? And I started slowing down to 50. Got to about 56, flash, flash. I'm like, have I just been flashed on a completely empty motorway in the middle of the night with random speed restrictions, no roadworks, no nothing? I'm like, I have. I think I've just been flashed. It hasn't come through yet, apparently, and that was a few weeks ago, so fingers crossed. But I was just like, this is a shitter, isn't it? I've had that, exactly what you said. I have had a ticket. Coming yeah. back from a gig, and I was on a motorway, and it told me to go at like forty or something. I think I was going something like forty-seven, and I got flashed and I got a ticket. But the fact you haven't had it yet is a good sign. And let's hope, listeners, that Mark yeah. doesn't get a ticket for that because that sounds yeah. like a rough old day. Who was the band or the singer or whatever? We want to know who it was. That was um, that was a an ELO tribute band, the ELO Experience, I believe. Oh, I was waiting for an amazing pun there, no, but we didn't get one. No, I've not. That's not being a thing. I'm trying to think of what I've done bands-wise recently. Um, I'm sure I've done things. I've done... I did a, a festival out in... Oh, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you who. It had some big names on the on the walls as you went round. Was it Boston Gliderdrome? Oh, yeah. Boston, Boston. Lincolnshire. Yeah, yeah. It's more than a feeling. Um, not you, America. <laughs> no. No. Um, it's this really old venue that was like then a rollerblade thing with a weird shaped stage. So we put in this stage extension, but it was uh, a band called Ferocious Dog. I don't know if you know them. They're Ferocious sort of like Dog, a funky... yeah, I've seen them on loads of festival yeah. lineups that I've done. And when you say names on the wall, you mean when you were there, you noticed that lots of people have played it back in the day. Well, Is that what you mean? There was we had two stages. Weirdly, we had a stage off to the left and a stage straight ahead, and it just kind of alternated. And one of them was under a balcony. None of it was quite. The room sounded fantastic. It looked like it was going to sound terrible because it's like an old aircraft hangar or something. Um, But along the thing, it's like um, I think it was was it the Elton John Memorial stage? 
because above it had all the names about around the balcony bit but that was written directly above the second stage so it looked like a memorial i don't know who it was but they had oh, like is a memorial, is, is a, isn't a memorial when someone's died yeah but that's what it looked like it, it ain't dead it's just no the, no he's not the names we... were all there but you know when you see sort of a name up on a placard it looks like a memorial doesn't it it does. I'm just going to yeah. say, if he's dead, they, had to, they must have done that weekend at Bernie's thing for his Glastonbury set. I can't that is remember a lot of work. exactly. I can't remember exactly who it was. It was someone very famous. It was either Elton or it was someone. But like all the names, there was like Jimi Hendrix, T Rex, David Bowie, Tina Turner. All of them had played at the Boston Glidodrome during the sort of 60s, 70s. Uh, so I did all the bands apart from two. Uh, I didn't do Ferocious Dog. I did. Um, Mix everything and uh, Skint, another great band with a lovely engineer okay. as well um, who did that. So I did that recently. Um, Have you got any more festivals coming up? I wonder if we're going to be at any more together because I've got loads to go still. I've got a corporate one that's mostly desk babysitting this weekend in Nottingham. Where's that? Oh, I think it's like a company that's putting on a festival for employees. or I don't know. It's one of these corporate festival kind of jobs. Okay. I, I believe it's... Um, uh, one Miss Ellis Baxter is uh, is is the headline oh. for that. Um, she's got like five kids or something now. She's on the radio on Radio Two and things. So I was thinking, how how do you keep going? How do you, how do you where do you find the time? Well, we probably do about one corporate every three months. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the rest of that festival is pretty much just like EDM sort of dance music stuff. So. I've got that this weekend, and then uh, then it starts heating up with various things. Got Sheffield. I've got a corporate this weekend as well. I've got. I'm going to Henlow tomorrow to play at a tribute festival. Let me just say, I'm not doing a tribute act. Just so you know, I'm doing my act. But as part <laughs> doing, of this you're festival, doing a Johnny Awesome tribute act. I was going to do a tribute to you, Mark. And dye your hair and be someone else. <laughs> We talked about that ages ago, didn't we? About names for a Johnny Awesome tribute. I was thinking I'll be you. I was thinking I'll go on the sound desk and do a Mark Carver tribute act. Yeah. <laughs> Just nod off and go disappear and get some coffee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to delegate the work of doing the sound to someone else and go off somewhere. Sorry, yeah, I'm doing that, <laughs> doing that tomorrow, Thursday, and then Friday I am doing a corporate, actually in Nottingham. Yeah. So I was thinking, wow, are we going to be on the same corporate? But I don't think we are because I don't think Sophie Ellis-Baxter is going to be at mine. So I will report back on that because I did a call for that today and the woman was great actually, but she said to me, uh, the crowd can be hard work. I thought, oh my days. So I will report back on that next week. It will almost give me an extra boost when I'm doing the corporate and knowing that whatever happens, I can tell you about it next week when we Yeah, do the exactly. Pod. I mean, the and shit's then the better really, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, basically. And then on Saturday, I'm going to do a festival called the Gate to Southwell Festival. I think that's right. Nottingham Way as well. So it's all nicely bunched together gigs this week. But that's another fest. And I don't think I'm on until half 11. I think I'm on half 11 to 12. So that should be really fun. If we put this out on Friday and anyone can get to the Gate of Southwell Festival the next day on the Saturday, I'll be there. Mark might even turn up like cameo appearance. On the desk. Cameo. Word up. <laughs> do people do people do cameo sound? You know, like someone like Elton goes, "Oh, and my next guest is Brandon Flowers, all the way from Las Vegas." Do do does anyone ever do that on the sound desk? 
And to mix this next song, all I mean, the way from... You, you occasionally, you do kind of get star-studded kind of... You get engineers who are a bit of legends in the industry, and every so often yeah. one will turn up and you'll be like, oh. Because they're not always, guys. They, they don't always just do these huge acts. But I've met some pretty big names in the engineering world and just had them turn up. And then you are incredibly self-conscious for all of your other work they have to do, especially if they're the headline and you've got mixed three bands before and you're thinking... Oh my God, there's that place to buy me thinking that I'm terrible. <laughs> Inevitably, they just wander off and don't even watch the shows. It is really what happens because it's just, their like 20,000th show, you know? Just making little noises. Like, not yeah. actually saying anything, but like when you do something with a fader or whatever you do, buttons, knobs, mm. or whatever, they just, someone just sort of go, mm. just yeah. like that. Just a, just a little noise. Just, 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 just like they wouldn't do what you're doing. Oh, right. Oh, you're, Usually, oh, you're putting that. It's almost worse the other way around when you're the visiting engineer, and and you kind of because you, you feel like you're being scrutinised on somebody else's system and gear and stuff like that. Yeah, honestly, there's so many different. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Well, there is. There's loads of wrong ways to do it, but you know, there's a. It's an art form. It's it's, it's not. Well, it sounded brilliant when we were together at the Beard of Theory. Now, Mark, before I forget. I know we've got this new thing on this riverside. I'm going to make up a podcast down by the riverside. Are yeah. oh, you actually dancing? Wow, that's good. That's yeah, a I, the book. I thought I'd give it a go. I'm not proud of myself. Um, can you please play me a jingle off the board? All right. Uh, can, can I guess which one? Mm, you might not like which one I'm going to ask for. All right. Okay. Oh, <laughs> right, go on. Can I... Can I have the love jingle, please? Oh, Will that's it work? not the one I thought Don't it say was. it doesn't play. Just play it. Come on, play it. His name is Mark Carver And he'd rather be playing video games Than that dating game But it's time for love I love that I can sing, love, Mark. You love that you can sing? No, I mean, I, love that I, was, I was just going to say I love that I can sing along to the jingles when I realised I just yeah. sang over the end bit where it goes, time for love, Mark. But that, well, that's great that I can sing along to them. I yeah. think it is. Maybe people listening are not going to agree with that, but... Yeah. Uh, and... Anyway, it, it is time for love, Mark. And mm. at the end of the last season, you were basically chatting about maybe going out and doing a bit of speed dating. And look, let's just, let's be honest about it and let's be, let's be candid. What, did it happen? Uh, absolutely not. Um... <laughs> No, I mean, it's welcome not... to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> uh, I, being completely honest, come on, be honest. I've had a, I have had a lot on. There's been a lot going on in my life, and it's not really made it conducive or easy to to, to go and do something like that. It's been a bit, okay. it's been a bit full on recently. So uh, it's not really the right time. But I'm not saying that I'm not going to do it. I will do it. I think it's something that we can get maybe get going on in season two. But uh, yeah. right now, between work, um, raising a four-year-old, and uh, and various other things, it's 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 a real. I can't really put my head in the space where I'm thinking I'm going to go dating. Least of all, okay, in well, a potentially demeaning. I'm way. not going to have a go at you about it, Mark. Yeah, I won't. I won't do that because I appreciate I, that. I think it's okay because I've been watching. I finished it now, but I was watching this show on Sky called Barry. I don't know if you've seen it. It's great, but. One of the things I didn't like about Barry was that it's about a guy who is basically a hitman, and then by accident he 
thinks he wants to become an actor. So he starts trying to be an actor. He's being taught by the guy that plays the Fonz, Henry Winkler. He's like the sort of big, been there, done oh, it, acting see. coach. Yeah. And the main guy in it is the guy that plays Dwight in the American office. It's an amazing cast. Okay. Anyway, that, that's the setup. And it's very much about him being in the kind of hitman world, but also trying to become an actor. And the first series is totally brilliant. The second series, I think, is really strong as well, and I really enjoyed it. And then what I didn't like was as it went to sort of third and fourth series, it just changed so much without any spoilers. It just became like watching something else. And what I like about what you've just said, just bring it back to what I'm trying to tell you, the point I'm trying mm. to make is that you sort of know where you are with this podcast and you kind of know where you are with you, Mark, i.e. it's me trying to get you to do something and you not really want to do it when it comes to this love section. <laughs> That's and the stick, right? Yeah. <laughs> in a way, it's kind of good that this has happened, I'm saying. This is, I'm trying yeah, to put a silver right. lining on this because in a way, okay. it's like the listeners are going to sort of say, oh, it's like I've got my comfy slippers back on. I know yeah. where I'm at. Whereas if you said, oh, yeah, I went dating and, you know, we're married now and, like, this is all happening, <clears throat> yeah. I think everyone might go, whoa, this isn't the podcast I'm used to listening to. So what I'm trying yeah. to say is it's okay that you didn't do the thing you said you would do. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Because it feels familiar and it feels like we're on ground. But also, yeah. like you said, it is something that maybe we could build towards on this season. Yeah, you know? I mean, why not? Why why rip the Band-Aid off when you can prolong the agony? Hey, we can That's get, it. We can, we can eke out months of content on, on my misery by just extending this for a bit longer. Exactly. And I think it is important on a serious note that you go... <laughs> when it's the right time for you to go. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, there are other people involved in this and other people's feelings exactly. involved. And I know it's like a bit of content when we chat about it and it's funny and stuff. But ultimately, you don't want to go and, like, you know, mess someone around or make well, somebody feel uncomfortable been, or whatever. You know, I've been single for what? Getting on this? Three, three and a bit years now. Um, and... I was in a relationship for what four years, five years before that. Yeah. So it's been seven years, really, since I've done any of this, and my head is not in the right spaces. I'm not even thinking about you. You have decided that love, bringing love into my life, would be a good thing. I'm the jury's out for me personally. Um, yeah. Well, I think it's I, something we should just keep looking at and discussing yeah. and working on this it's a season. Lot, man, it's a lot to think about. I need to be in the right headspace for it. But, you know, summer, as we've just been discussing, is absolute carnage for people in our professions. Um, yeah. It's not... It's the sort of time where you might meet someone who you keep in touch with and something might spark off that. That's I think that's happened to me before in the past, but it's not the sort of time where you go, right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to come up with a, a dating plan and go after... It is Because that's not going to happen. That's not going to... I think we'll just... We'll check in on it every now and yeah. again. Yeah. We'll see if we can get to a point where you feel like you're ready to give it a go. But also, yeah. if there's anyone out there who met their partner through speed dating, then do let us know. Get in touch with the show because it will be kind of interesting to hear some real-world perspective on it because that's where we've got to, wasn't it? We talked about you going on a speed date. Uh, yeah, we talked about it. I planned to do it. I did plan to do it. And then sort of all hell broke loose outside yeah. of the dating world. Yeah, so I understand. It, it, so, yeah, it kind of just got more and more difficult to be like, well, I can't. 
But this is another reason it's moment. okay, Mark. It's okay for yeah. you to sit there and, and to say what you said when we came into this bit because yeah. you're a human. Yeah. Unlike WD41, the Marlboro yeah. smoking robot that comes up yeah. with our questions sometimes. Where is WD41, by the way? Uh, he, he's sleeping. Uh, yeah, he's sleeping. I he's saw him at Glastonbury. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Was he was he offering sexual favours for WKD for Blue behind the uh, behind the bins again? No, he was on stage, but he was at the side of the stage watching. You know when you see like other people, like sometimes other acts watching an act on the stage. He was on the side of the stage watching an act. Do you want to guess who he was watching? <laughs> like some sort of terrifying cuckold robot. <laughs> 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 in the corner chair in a travel lodge. What, what do you mean? He was at the side of the stage for Rick Astley. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently he knows, well, Rick. He knows the rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that got quite abstract quite quickly. Yeah, I like that. Rick was great, by the way. I'm going to finish I on heard. this because we're going to go because this is a short one. But he actually was great. And my favourite bit yeah. of Rick was when he said, it was a dream come true to play Grastonbury. Brilliant. You know, he was really humble about that. But also he said that when he was a kid, he thought he'd be a drummer. He used to play the drums. He thought he'd be a drummer. And he told this story about how he played the drums in his green in his dad's greenhouse. And he said, I'm just going to play a song on the drums. And he went and got him a drum kit. Everyone went absolutely nuts. So do you want to guess which song he's, he played the drums to? Do you know what it was? Uh, I, I don't. Was it, is he, it the, the Phil Collins one? No, he played the drums to ACDC, Highway to Hell. Right, okay. That's, um, and nailed it. That's Yeah, that's a lot. Absolutely yeah. nailed it. But the thing that was really funny was when he came off it, he was really laughing and he said, I don't know if any of you noticed that, but these are not the trousers to wear when you're playing a drum kit. And he said that his trousers he had a suit on. The trousers were getting caught on the kick drum pedal. So he was up. basically sort of yeah he was and he, and he sort of showed on the stage that you know they were all getting they were a bit flary so they were getting all tangled up but what a legend doing that yeah. you know I I I've, I don't think I've met Rick but I've heard that he's a very very lovely bloke um, I think he's a nice guy he also did a set with the Blossoms in a another tent later on in the day we, me and Mrs Awesome managed to catch that as well mm -hmm. and they they did a whole set of Smiths covers. So it was the Blossoms <laughs> with Rick Astley and all they did was Smith songs. Right, yeah. I think that sums up Glastonbury for me, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Why why yeah. Why wouldn't why wouldn't he be doing that? Exactly. Yeah. So Mark, it's really nice to see you again. It is and sort of caught to see up you too, not me, obviously. Got this going. <laughs> and it feels like it's working to me. We're gonna upload this uh which will hopefully hit the podcast world on friday and the plan now is for us to record one of these each wednesday and put it out each friday only one question for the listeners this week tell us your karaoke song and why it's always nice to know why and who knows next week if we get a bit more used to tech maybe we can give marks a call yeah yeah do you reckon he can handle it do you reckon he can handle the tech what marcus yeah well there's only one way to find out my friend yeah now, can you handle the tech when I say, <laughs> no, not that. Can you play you the outro? Really now, that's it. <laughs> can you play the outro 
I think I can. Wait, wait, wait. We have to say goodbye first. All right. Yeah, yeah. We're professionals, remember? Are you ready? Have you got your finger on the button? No, I'm looking for it. I can't find it. Right. Yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. Okay. Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. I've realised this is what's been missing in my life these last few weeks. <laughs> Us and our silly chats. Thank you for listening. Let us know your karaoke songs. Um, Johnny Awesome. I'm Mark Carver. We'll see you next week, everybody. Goodbye. See you next week. Bye.